There was a father who uh, came by his son's room and noticed something that you never see in a teenage son's room. It was clean. The bed was made, everything was picked up, the laundry was where the laundry is supposed to be. So he stopped and he was really quite surprised and he walked in and he looked around and, and he looked there on, on the bed and he, and he found an envelope much, much like this one. It has his name on it, Dad. Puzzled, he kind of begins to open up the envelope, wondering what's inside. And he begins to read words that no father ever wants to read. Dear Dad, it's with great regret and sorrow that I'm writing to you. I had to elope with my girlfriend today. I wanted to avoid a scene with you and Mom. I've been finding real passion with Joan, and she's nice. I know that you wouldn't approve of her because of all her piercings and tattoos, her motorcycle friends. She's so much older than I am, I knew that you wouldn't like her. It's not just her passion for me, Dad. She really gets me. Joan says that we're going to be happy. She owns a trailer in the woods and has a stack of firewood, just enough to get us through the winter. We share a dream of one day having children. But don't worry, Dad. I'm 15. I know how to take care of myself. I'm sure we'll be back to visit someday so you can get to know your grandkids. Your son, Chad. Then, then at the very bottom, small little letters written out. P.S. Dad, none of this is true. I'm really over at Tommy's house. I just wanted to remind you that things could be way worse. <laughs> the report card is in my desk. I love you. Call me when it's safe to come home. Parenting is not for the weak of heart, is it? In fact, for decades, probably centuries, parents have been asking themselves for a definitive word from the Lord. Like, what is God's word on parenting? And, and we have been in this, uh, this incredible series on the unmodern family where we have gone through every relationship in our home. And we have tried to bring a kingdom value into our homes, into our kitchens, into our living rooms and dining rooms, and we tried to say, where is the kingdom value in this? In our marriages, with our children, as husbands, as wives, as grandparents, and we have tried to bring all of this to bear. And so, so the question, the question that we wrestle with this morning in this unmodern family, what does the Bible say? about parenting. I mean, what does God's Word say? What is His breath saying about how we should go about parenting our children? Like, what's the definitive word here? Uh, when will I know that, that I'm actually following God's Word when it comes to parenting? Now, here's, here's the cold hard truth. 
The Bible, specifically at least, doesn't mention parenting a whole lot. Oh, there's lots of principles that we could draw from and we need to love our kids and sacrifice and all of those things, but there's very few verses that address it directly. And so uh, for decades, uh, parents have really uh, gravitated to one verse. They've gravitated to one verse. They've called it home. They've, uh, They've made it part of their lives Something that brings kingdom value. It's just one verse. And in particular, this verse comes from a piece of wisdom literature in the Bible. Now, this one verse, it's very interesting, does so many things for us. Well, first of all, what this does for us is it surprises us. Uh, When we get there this morning, this one verse is going to shock us. It's going to really irritate some of us even with the surprise that it brings. It's going to not only surprise us, but it's going to tell us what we already know to be true. In one way, we're going to be shocked. In another, we're not going to be shocked at all. And then we're going to be challenged to be responsible beyond what we think we might be able to. One verse does all that this morning. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. You're grabbing a Bible in front of you. I believe it's on page 453. Proverbs chapter 2. God is bringing wisdom to our life. He's working through an author telling us, hey, if you want to live a good life, here's some wise things you might think about. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. One verse, one simple phrase, one simple piece of wisdom passed from one person to the next. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Now, are you ready for the surprise? It's shocking, really. Uh, Many of you are going to be tempted not to believe me. Proverbs 22.6 is not a promise from God. Proverbs 22.6 is not a promise. It's a proverb. You see, Proverbs are wise sayings about uh, generally going about living life. It's written so that we would know how, about, uh, how to go about living in a real kind of world. And he's saying, hey, hey, parents, train you, train your kids. Oh, we'll get to that. It's, it's really... Uh, Quite elementary, yes, there ought to be good and wise instruction, but, but you need to understand that this is not a promise from the Lord. 
You see, if this were a promise, all those parents who have done really well would have really good kids. And all those parents who, who have done terrible would have really bad kids. But that's not always how things turn out. Sometimes you have great parents who do everything they could possibly do for their kids. Uh, and their kids make choices in adulthood that are, quite frankly, against the standards that their parents had set for them. And sometimes you have really lousy parents who, who didn't do anything for their children, and yet somehow, some way, uh, their children are guided and led to make great decisions in adulthood. Proverbs 22.6, Train a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart from it. The most popular interpretation of this is that this is a promise. But hear me say, this is not a promise on your parenting. If we go all the way back, way back, with God, we have to make a decision about who God is for us in our parenting. And if we go all the way back with God, all the way back to the very beginning with Adam and Eve... He did something in the cosmos of, of how he was going to organize the universe that we have to carry into our parenting, and it's this. When he set Adam in the garden, he gave him a choice. Now, we don't have to like it, but God's grace works in concert with our choices to bring about his plan. God gives us a freedom of choice. He gave you a freedom of choice. And God, in, in His infinite wisdom, uh, risk giving us the keys to the kingdom of God. Isn't that amazing? When Jesus was uh, on the mountain with His disciples the last day before He ascended into heaven, He said, hey, I'm giving you guys the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to leave. I'm going to give the Holy Spirit to you, but, but I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And he risked handing over the keys to the kingdom to people that would have to make a choice on whether to follow it or not. Parents, just like God, our children will choose whether to follow or to rebel. We have children, terrifying, isn't it, that will choose whether to follow or to rebel. This is the crux of what it means to be a parent, to look at your child and to know that they have the freedom to choose. Uh, there was a popular author many years ago. He wrote a book called Connecting. His name is Larry Crabb. Uh, he said, I did everything possible to make sure uh, that my kids would follow the Lord. And, and yet his son, Kep, was uh, in college. He actually got kicked out of college and he wrote this. He said, no parent worked harder to do it right than me and my, and my bride. Prayers every night, stories with a Christian point before they went to bed, Saturdays given over to swim meets, afternoons to basketball games and karate lessons, annual father and son meals. He said, I even brought home an overhead projector so that we could have family devotions. Can you imagine? 
We did Old Testament survey and New Testament survey, and we did basic theology, and we did book studies. We did it all. We had discipline that was consistent, including spankings, followed by hugs and prayers. And he asked this question, what in the world went wrong? What didn't I do? And there may be some of you sitting out there that have adult children who have wandered far away from the standards that you thought you set for them as a child. And you need to hear this, and I want to encourage you. Your success as a parent is not found in the choices your adult children make. Your success as a parent is found in the decisions you make in preparing them for adulthood. And there's a huge difference. Moms and dads, you may be hurting today. You may feel an angst in your soul because your children are making choices that you would not make. And so can I encourage you with Proverbs 22 that this is not a promise from the Lord. Your children's drifting may have nothing to do with you. Are you surprised? It's a little shocking, isn't it? But I hope that you find encouragement in it. Now, it doesn't say that you have the opportunity just to go hands-free and let the car drive itself. No, that's, that's not at all what Proverbs 22.6 is beginning to say. It may not be a promise, but there is still some things that we need to get right. Now, something that's not going to surprise you is the fact that uh, 22.6, if we read it like this, train a child in the way he should go. Train a child in his own way, and when he's old, he will not turn from it. Parents, I know that little bundle of joy that you brought home from the hospital is lovely and precious and beautiful and sweet. But lurking deep inside of them is a little barbarian that wants to get out. <laughs> you see, we have, uh, Scripture tells us, that. Uh, that we have a sin nature. Uh, that we have uh, this thing inside of us that's dark. That we want what we want when we want it. And, and, and Proverbs 22.6, uh, more than being a promise, is really a warning. Hey, parents, if you let your child go, uh, 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 you know, if you let them go unguided with no pathway to follow, they're going to follow their own path. There was a, a commission done many years ago, I think in the state of Minnesota, uh, that said something like, um, if babies grow up to be adults making the same decisions that babies make, unadulterated, uh, able to, to just think of them uh, their, themselves in their complete pride and selfishness, that all of us would grow up to be criminals. Proverbs 22.6 is simply saying this for parents, you and I have to be a pathway for them to follow. 
Uh, we have to be willing to do the hard work that it takes uh, to try and guide students, our students, our children, uh, to unselfish, unprideful ways. Because if they're left to themselves, guess what's going to happen? They're going to do exactly what you think they're going to do. And so parents, this is where you come in. You have this extraordinary responsibility to be, to be pioneers for your kids. You need to set the tone for everything that comes later. You need to, to be a trailblazer, uh, taking what's in front of you and creating a path so that they can follow it. That you need to train them uh, so that they have an opportunity to be guided into a pathway that is a godly one. And I'm here to tell you, that's hard work. My oldest daughter, who doesn't like to be mentioned in sermons, so I won't mention her. <laughs> A couple weeks ago, we said in, in our service, and she was here, she was present, she heard what I said. I said, students, children, kids, teens... If you're still living in your mom's and dad's houses, you have to be obedient. Obey your parents was the word, right? Honor your father and mother. We talked about that. So on the way home, I, I kind of been quizzing my daughter. Hey, Lydia, what did you think about the sermon? How was the sermon today? It was okay, Dad. Well, what would you like? What would you not like? Mm. Dad. Where in the Bible does it say, parents obey your children? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> At this point, the conversation got a little animated. She was even willing to ask those of our church, sat down for lunch, hey, where in the Bible does it say, parents obey your children? And thankfully, the church backed me up. <laughs> oh, honey, it doesn't say that. But you know what? If left to themselves, that's what our kids want, isn't it? Mom and Dad, you need to obey me. Modern parenting, I think, has reached that point. And parents, let me tell you, you may not know what it is that you're supposed to do next. Your child didn't come with a little red book with instructions in it. But they need to play on your field. You may not know what to do, but you get to set the rules. That's what's great about being a parent. You get to set the rules. And hopefully the rules that you make establish and build a pathway that your, your kids can follow. You see, you get to be the authority. How in the world do we train? We become decisive about who's in charge. Parents, you're in charge. 
Now, I know that being a parent, your kids are going to say all kinds of things to get what they want, right? Somebody say, right. I just need to know I'm not alone, okay? They'll say all kinds of things to get what it is that, that they want. And what they want desperately is their way. Dad, don't you love me? You've heard it too. Dad, don't you trust me? Yes. And, and parents, we can't be on the defensive when we get those kinds of questions. Yes, I love you, and that's why you have to obey this rule. That's why you need to understand that I'm in charge here. And when you are out on your own, then you can make a different kind of decision. But I love you enough to build a pathway for you that you can follow into adulthood. That's how much I love you. Don't you trust me, Dad, to have my own computer in my room? No. Because I know the kinds of things that are on the internet that are lurking to have your heart, and I want your heart for God more than I want you to like me right now. Dad, don't you trust me with my girlfriend? Don't you trust me with my boyfriend? No, I don't. Because I know the kinds of things that lurk in teenagers' hearts, and I don't trust you yet. Don't you trust me with that movie? Don't you trust me? Uh, imagine me saying to my three-year-old son, Simon, buddy, what time do you think you might want to go to bed? <laughs> I don't want to go to bed. I'm not tired. No, no, no. You get to set the bedtime. And that's for them and for you. Moms and dads, I'm challenging you to train your children in the Lord by being willing to make decisive decisions about who's in charge. Because when you do that, you prepare your kids for when they're adults. And you have an opportunity to form those kind of authoritative charges with them in the Lord. Parents, don't give them an option whether or not to come to church on Sunday. Now, that's not thus saith the Lord, but it's part of training. Of course they don't want to get up on Sunday morning. I don't want to go to church, and you're going to hear things like, it's boring. There's this guy, and he preaches too long. I probably do. But you should, you should bring them anyway. Bring them. Because you know what? This isn't just about you. This is about a church that needs to love them. This is about a church that needs to help shape them. Remember last week's sermon? Grandparents and older generation, we need you parents to bring your kids so that the older generations in our church have an opportunity to shape them. But if you're listening to your kids and letting them decide whether or not they're here, 
We don't have that kind of opportunity. I could mention lots of other things. What are your kids listening to? What are they wearing? What are they watching? Make decisions. Now, I agree. Josh McDowell many, many years ago said, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. I agree with that. But on the opposite side of that is relationship without rules is evidence of neglect. And so you need to be a parent who says, I'm not going to neglect the opportunity that I have to shape the kind of adult that you're going to be. Now, some of you are already saying, well, I messed up. I've I've messed up beyond belief. Uh, There's no coming back, and that's not true. But I'm promising you right now, parents, if you want to do this and train your child in the the Lord and not allow them to go their own way, it's going to be hard. You're going to hear all kinds of things. They're going to act out. And you're going to have to stick to your guns. You're going to have to communicate clearly what the consequences are. And then you're going to have to just drastically say, this is what's going to happen. So parents, be trailblazers for your kids. Be pioneers for them. Train them. Parents, build pathways for godly adults. Do that, and you'll be an unmodern family. Let's pray. Gracious God, I thank you for your goodness. I just continue to pray for our entire church, and I pray for the families. God, I pray for our parents. Give them the courage and the boldness and the know-how Lord, drop them on their knees. Give them wisdom. Father, give what no one else can give but you. Give them special insight into their child so that they'll know how to make these steps happen. And I pray, Father God, that as they establish themselves, they would also be establishing you in their child's heart, in their child's life that they'd be different because their parents are willing to train them. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.